You're listening to Fear, the Nth Cast. And I'm Josh. I'm JD. I like how you were just sitting there waiting for me to say my name so that you could say your name. Yeah. I always let you say yours first. You're welcome. You could jump in there and say yours first if you'd like. Oh, I don't want to be interrupting JD. I don't I don't, I don't think that's a <laughs> oh. n- nickname that I need. Oh, I, I understand. Yes, you do. That's fair. Thank you. Um, speaking of interruption. What? <laughs> yeah, waited till you took a drink. You did with no ice. I, I thought you were going to go launch into a nice little monologue. No, I thought I had a segue. It is going into nothing. <laughs> been there before. Like, oh, there's oh, no segue coming to mind. It has been quite the day. Has it quite the day? Has it been a Monday? It has been a month of Mondays. Is what it's felt like, dude. I don't know what's going on. I feel like every day I'm just like, this is awful. I spent more time in my car today than I did all of last week. What did you do to kill the time? Uh, well, I felt like killing myself at one point, but <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, I didn't go that far. Well, we appreciate that. Traffic was just horrendous. Houston traffic is bad normally, but the fact the amount of time that you spent in your car today is obscene. Four hours and 15 minutes. That's obscene. I probably could have made it to New Orleans. Which it, would have been better yeah. than Houston. I know some people are probably thinking... I, I spent five hours in my car today because I drove to a whole other state. Yes. Well, that's great. <laughs> but drove. see, the point is, is that when I, when I was in my car, when I was done, I wasn't in another city. I was still in the same city, and that's not okay. You only went like 25 miles. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people would say that um, for them, watching Fear the Walking Dead is like being stuck in traffic. That has been I, kind of the uh, overall attitude I'm seeing lately about the show. We got a tweet today that basically said that I am done. I am done, done yeah. with Fear the Walking I Dead. I saw that. But I'm going to keep listening to Fear the Anthcast. Oh, and well, shit. We better bring it then. I guess we should We should actually thank that person. Should keep talking while keep I, talking. Keep talking while I looked at okay. it. I didn't spend that much time in the car today, so I'm grateful for that. Um, but I still had to go to work and do all that stuff, so I wasn't real thrilled with that. But oh well, Mondays are Mondays. How is everybody out there? Are you doing well? Is your life going according to plan? Are you, <laughs> <laughs> are you enjoying Fear the Walking Dead? A lot of people aren't. I know. Christine. Thank you, Christine, for Hanging with us. Yes. And the good news is is that uh, we've got one episode left before we hit the mid-season break on Fear the Walking Dead. And then it's going to roll right into Preacher. So I have a feeling. I'm getting more and more excited about Preacher right? the more I see about it. I, like we talked many, many times about how we like the comic and things like that. But I'm starting to realize that I'm missing the comic background and the, like – the source material that we get in The Walking Dead. Oh, I see. That we're not getting on Fear the Walking Dead. I'm missing it because I, there's things that I've read that I really want to see come to life. And so I'm excited for Preacher. Well, I've got news for you on Preacher. Yeah. Their original intent was to do a frame by frame, frame panel by panel, excuse me, uh, reproduction. But they scrapped that because they they found quickly that that would not work. Well, not on AMC. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. But <laughs> maybe on Cinemax after maybe. three. 
But so they had to change some stuff. Yeah. And that's fine. Different yeah. medium. We're cool with that. But I think what has me most excited is that Garth Enos has given them access to some stories that he's written that never got published. Really? So at some point we may get some material that we've never actually seen in any form before. And that's kind of exciting. That's very exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to go too far into that. Yeah, that's but I'm, try, I'm trying to think of some of the things. It's like again, just like Negan. Yeah, I'm thinking, how are they going to do that? How are they going to be able to yeah. film that and have the same impact? I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but I think they will. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see how they do it. Hey, you know what? Let's stop stalling. Let's fire fire up okay. good old Sigut Cervus because we need more Latin. Titles we do. Were you ever in choir? <laughs> Did you ever sing this song as a child? Uh, look at me. <laughs> I was in choir. Look at me. I think you're making my point oh, for me. <laughs> you know what that means? That's very. Hmm, hmm. Uh, I no, I was never that. in choir, and I never took. Well, I never took Latin formally. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, but I am aware that this particular piece is technically. The first five verses of Psalm 42? I believe that is correct. Mm, okay. Yeah. And so I loved the way it started. Uh, something about, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to word this to where you won't mock me, but I'm sure there will be <laughs> no way. Oh, oh, I'll find a way. <laughs> something about choral music sung by young children. <laughs> <laughs> I like where this is going. Do you, do you know where this I don't know. I just the, like the Vienna Boys Choir and things like that. They're, they're very talented, and it's it's a nice yeah. way to hear some of the choral arrangements and things written specifically for boys choirs are uh, are, are different, and I like them. No, I'm not going to ridicule you because okay. it's fine. It's yeah. it it's good. Thank you. It's wholesome. Did you think this it's was a flashback, or did, I at first I th- thought it was a flashback? Yes, I thought. I, I I thought that it was a flashback, yes, because it's like, okay, um, would people still be gathering at a church? At a church. And I wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so, but apparently Mexico is a little different. Their their faith may be deeper than other There's places. There's that. Let's back up a little bit. What did we see? Oh, no. We saw this episode. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm mixing my weeks together. See? Traffic mm. has got me all screwed up. The infrastructure in Mexico seems to be a little bit more intact than it was in uh, L.A. Which is surprising. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, this is more rural Mexico, though, so there's less people around and farmlands. and I don't know. It just seemed like there weren't as many people an opportunity for them to just... And maybe infrastructure is a little easier to maintain in a rural area because... Close-knit communities. Yes. Uh because you don't like LA, it's like chaos just go. It just goes quickly. Yeah, I don't want to say anything chaos. bad about LA, but you know, no, they, no, no, they, no. I think any major city. Yeah, I, and I, not not just any, not just LA, but I think any major city. Houston, the same. Yeah, or any major city in the world. I think mm. that if there were to be a fall, it would happen quickly in the overpopulated yeah. or, or highly populated areas. Uh, because the chain reaction, I think, would be that much quicker. As, whereas in a rural area, you might be untouched a little bit longer. Yes. That well, makes the, sense. To I me. mean, you even see like some tribes that have, are still untouched. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Today, yeah. in 2016, that 
Um, There's people that have never seen like a phone or yeah, that just boggles my mind. mind. Oh, absolutely. Well, because if you try to approach them, they they kill you. They kill you. Yeah, like you. (laughs) They don't want to be. I saw, I saw a meme the other day. It was like a plane and it had a whole bunch of spears sticking out the bottom of the plane. And, they're like, <laughs> and they decided not to contact that tribe. I, I was wonder like, why. So the priest here was, Dude. that was a great, that was a great opening monologue, great yeah. sermon, if you will. Um, Very powerful. And he was like, don't give in. Yeah. Don't give in. No, hate. this isn't God. This, this isn't God. This is this. evil. Mm-hmm. And the way we defeat it is by fighting against it. And then they go load up and get ready to go. Let's go. And then Abigail shows up. Thomas. Mr. Thomas shows up and he wants to stop them. And so I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. You're wondering at first, like, why, 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 why is he showing up? And then people start bleeding from their eyes. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then I was like, oh God, are we, are we seeing a different manifestation of, of people turning? I was like, I got excited for that. Well, because in the walking dead, you know, remember they had the, in the prison, they had the weird bleeding out of their eyes sickness. And then they all turn into walkers. And that's not what made them. They, it was a weird, like swine flu. Right. But that, that's what killed them. Yes. So I thought maybe it was some weird, like epidemic, like, Oh, they've got this weird strain. That's going to all of a sudden, everybody's going to die. So yeah, I'm with you. I was excited. I was like, Oh, cool. Something different. Because you know, if someone's bleeding out of their eyes, they're probably bleeding out of their ass too. Which- <laughs> every orifice is leaking. <laughs> it's leaking right now. Oh, can you imagine? Bloody stool is not fun. No, any any blood coming out of places it's not supposed to come out of is not okay ever. Granted, ever. okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to disagree or argue with you because that's just <laughs> that. That's just life 101. Yeah. I mean, although there are times, like, if you cut your arm and you don't bleed, maybe you should be concerned. So I'm going to back up a little bit because I think- I wish you would. I think it's pertinent to uh, the episode as a whole. And this is probably one of the few times I ever actually read something from the good book. Oh, are we reading Uh, it? uh, Yeah, I think Are you reading the Latin or the English Well, no, I'll do in English. And and like I said, I think it's the first five verses, I think- is it? I don't know. Just start. Okay. I'll tell you when to stop. So uh, Psalm 42, it says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. That when can I go and meet God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? Okay, I think it stops there. That's actually the first three verses. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I think... The the purpose or the significance of this is uh, the name of the episode is the first three verses of verse one of Psalm forty two, or or actually it's uh, I think it translates literally. Help me out here to make sure I got this right. Like a deer. Yes. Okay. So that's the name of this episode in English translation. Like a deer. Like a deer. Um, Longing for water. Yes. Um. And I think actually this passage, if you think of what we just read in context of this episode, you can see a lot of parallels actually into this passage, which is ties back to the song, which the boys were singing, which yeah. again ties back to the name of the episode. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting um, when we later on, when we get to, and I have to make this thought now or I'll forget. Sure. Uh, when we see Nick later and he's tired. 
He is tired. It it rec- it pulled me back to this concept of as a deer panteth or as a deer pants for streams of water. If you think about that for a second, you're a deer out on the plain and you you need water more than mm-hmm. you need food. Oh sure. And it, a deer is is uh, is not a predator. So out on the plain, there's going to be predators all around. But you're running, 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 and all you can think about is water. You come upon water, and you're like, it doesn't matter if so- something is after me. My thirst is so great that I just mm-hmm. need to take this this second to rest and and, and refresh myself. Yeah. And that's I, it's this deep desire that even in the midst of trouble, I just I want to have this peace and 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 quench this this thirst for. Uh, I have this great need that is over and above any other danger that is around me. Yeah. And you really see that in this episode because there's a lot of soul searching that happens in this episode because they get to a place where they feel like they're safe and sanctuary and they can really take the time to reflect Mm -hmm. on what has been happening. So they, they all go through it in different ways and I don't think anybody finds an answer that they're satisfied with. No. And uh, uh, Chris needs to have some reflection. Oh, my God. Every time I see Chris in this episode, <laughs> I'm just – all I can think is look at the pretty flowers. Or I'm just oh God, wishing yes. that he would he would turn and go, Mom, 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 and then get eaten. Yes. I mean, something vicious, something violent, and something slow. But he is – Which is terrible, but that's the way I feel. He's driving a wedge between Madison and Travis, and they're just – They've not been on the same page since they've got on the boat. And she is making it clear. It's weird because I think she she talks about her kids as opposed to them collectively, whereas Travis still talks about them kids. as a unit. Yeah. And, and that's interesting to me. It is interesting. Uh, but I don't understand Travis's motivation in the conversation that he has with Chris when he's like, uh, when he tells him that Madison basically called him a liar, what good does that do? What, none. It helps no one. None. But I mean, is he that stupid? Everybody, everybody on the boat knew that the dude wasn't going to turn. He was fine. It's not like he was sick or coughing or dying. He turned after you shot him in the cheek because you can't shoot because you're useless. Well, let's, let's contemplate this for a second. The way they shot that scene, and they didn't show us doing it, they did that on purpose. Yeah. Because, honestly, we're speculating. Do you, do you think he shot. did it on purpose? In the oh, I think, he, I think he did it on purpose because he, he, he's becoming a psychopath. Yes. I believe that. Oh, you However, see. I don't have concrete evidence because they didn't show me. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost as though they want to lead you to believe that it's possible that People are just, he's being misunderstood and people aren't believing him. I don't believe that. I don't either. But I think that that possibility is there. And what if, what if, what if that is the case? I'm just positing this. That he's crazy? That No, that, 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 that he's crazy that what he's saying is true and no one's believing him. Mm. But then we see the scene in here where he freezes. Freezes my ass. Right. He deliberately. So makes to me, a that blows that theory out of the water. But it, I, I think that there's a sliver of possibility that he, but he's not helping his cause. No, he's not helping his no. cause. Because if you, if you're, if you're telling the truth, then you need to stand your ground. You don't need to act as though 
you're a scare, even though you are a scare child, take your medicine and, don't, and you certainly don't need to be making threats and don't get hostile and don't make threats. Yeah. Right. So he's not helping his cause. I'm just, I'm just saying the way that they filmed it, that's, they want to have that ambiguity there. I'm with you. So poor Louise. Yeah. This whole scene where they're, they're paying for transport <laughs> into Mexico. I don't understand. Infrastructure. Ba- bar of gold. <laughs> uh, do you know what's really nice? Gold. If you give me a bar of gold, you can come in another one. He can come in. And then of course they're going to search the boat. Why wouldn't they search the boat to make sure there's no one infected, nobody coming over? That just makes sense. They're being prudent. And Luis and Strand are like, uh, no, no, you're not going to search the boat. Boom, boom, dead. Yeah. But like I said, infrastructure. So Mexico still has some stuff in place because obviously there's some sort of authority figures that are patrolling or policing who gets in and who does not. And they had money to pay them off because we've been asking, why would you still need money? Yeah. You don't need money when you got owl coins. I don't understand the owl. <laughs> okay. So in in that culture, yes. Um uh, the owl can mean a symbol of death or harm. Okay. Uh but it can also be something that's good too. Sure. Uh, something that watches over Watches people. over you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think with... Uh, I assume that's what it was, like a good luck coin, like this will watch over me and bring me home safe or something like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it was weird. I'm trying to f- I was trying to figure out why Nick was stopping Daniel from killing him. And, I, and the only thing I could f- uh, figure is that he was like, well, no, he's trying to tell us something. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I could figure yeah, it didn't make sense because they knew he was beyond saving. The dude was got shot bleeding yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He knew he was about to die. Oh, He's yeah. like, here, give this to my mom because I'm about to die. And then I love how Daniel was like, okay, bloop, into the ocean. Well, I think he did that and because he understands the culture and he knew that that was something of superstition. Yeah. And he either doesn't believe in superstition or... Or he does to some degree, and he's like, I don't need this negativity. Right. Get this shit out of here. Well, he, I, something from his past, I think, is what's coming up. He's oh, like, yeah. I, I've seen this, and I've seen people who believe in this and carry this around. And I <laughs> no don't, good. I don't want anything I don't want anything to do with it. Because no as soon as he saw it, the look on his face, he's like, mm, mm, sploop. Nope. <laughs> don't nope. need this. And we didn't address last episode the voices uh, that Daniel, his demons are coming back, yeah, but he he didn't hear anything. This, I mean, he was still haunted, but he didn't hear any voices. No. Uh, but he saw some stuff. He saw some things, disturbing things. Yes, which makes me really question what the hell he had. He has in his past, and uh, Cecilia even Nothing asked good. him to. <laughs> Cecilia's like, "What are you afraid of, old man?" Like, we, that hasn't happened yet, but when she said that, you're like, you know, I kind of would like to know what he's afraid of, too. I, uh, what are we getting ourselves into? I've done some stuff and some things. I've done some things. <laughs> seen some things. Seen um, some things. So, yeah, he wasn't having no part of that. None at all. Get this. Get it away from me. <sighs> I don't know. I'm, we're starting to see more like little glimpses into people's character. And I'm starting to worry for all of them. I don't think any of them <laughs> none are, of them well are balanced. No, no, none of them are well balanced. Nick. Yes. Until this episode. Yeah. And then he regressed a little, a little bit, a little bit. So I don't know. And so, okay, they're walking to the church now. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're trying to get to the Well, church. they came, they get on the island, and obviously this town is the first thing they see. Yeah. And that dog is just going to town. Wouldn't you little, be? Getting a little light snack. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have food for days. Oh, gosh. For days. So, Fever meat. Oof. They're all just kind of looking around and seeing the piles of people. And then Strand's like, oh, my God, Thomas? 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 Which is interesting because my take was that it was more of a show. And this episode kind of told me that, that it was real. Victor really did care or does care about Thomas. Don't you feel like an ass? Um, <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't admit it <laughs> because that's not I know. my role. I know. Um, and then here oh, comes the, pri- the parishioners. Yeah. A horde. The good old Chris. Good old Chris. The, t- taking the weapons that they were going to take up and go, uh, Visit Ocelia. And then Nick doing the thing that I would do, getting an axe. That's what oh, I said. Oh, that is your weapon of choice. An axe, and he grabbed it because he did. He's using it as a hammer, and then he can use it as an axe. Yeah, like a cleaving tool. He's cleaving. He's also, and, but Strand's just like, not Strand, uh, Daniel. Like, knife right knife, in the eye. Knife, knife, stabbing the preacher. Man, Nick does not want to have any part of doing in that little girl. Well, which, and the face he makes, his facial expressions, I think are the most believable in this scene. Cause he takes the break and he's like, Oh my God, I have to do this again to this little girl in robes. Okay. It's sad. And Daniel, then Daniel, Daniel freezes as he's got that little kid, little boy by the throat and he sees a little boy. And I'm going to assume that the little boy is not him. I'm assuming he's the one holding the little boy. I would assume that as well, but but it could have been the other way around. Yeah, it could, but if it was the other way around, he probably wouldn't have lived through it, right? You wouldn't think so, and you would hope that experiencing that would fuel you to yeah. take people out. But then Madison gets knocked over, and okay, watching it again now, Chris is not freezing; he's watching, he's contemplating because he cause he's he, like, huh? He made I a move. Wonder, he made a move to go. Yeah. And then he stops. I wonder what's going to happen to little old Maddie here. We'll see how tough she really is. And then Alicia's like, Chris! And she called him on it. Alicia called him on it immediately. Which she should. Like, yeah. We're it's all, not okay. We're standing back to if back, working together. If you can't trust the person that's supposed to have your back, you got problems. Yeah. Oh, man. He... Oh, Nick. I feel bad. Yeah, he's, he's getting worn out. Uh, yeah, and... People are getting people were really worn down in this episode. Yeah, I think they finally they've been working so hard and they're like, We're so close to the end. And then they finally get there. Like I said, and they just it all hits you. When you finally feel like you get to a place where you can stop and think and reflect. Maybe I'd be able shit to is gonna hit you and it's gonna hit you hard because yeah. <laughs> you've been through a lot in the past couple weeks that you haven't had time to process and it's gonna be overwhelming, I think. Oh, that's why a lot of people stay busy. Right. When they have something oh, I major do. happen, you know, maybe there's death in a family or something like that. You stay busy because then your mind doesn't have to think about it. It's when you, yeah, you're right. And you slow down. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now it's time to actually process this. And it's like, oh. Yeah. And gosh. sometimes you're not ready. I understand that. There was a time where I had something, I'd made myself do something every night just because I didn't want to process the things that had been going on. Mm. And I, I'm not saying it's the best idea. It's not a great coping mechanism because your body will eventually break down and you just get worn out and it'll hit you twice as hard as if you just sat there and dealt with it. Mm. But I understand what they're going through for sure. Mm. No fun. Did we ever figure out why the truck was still there? 
No, because Thomas drove it there, got bit, yeah. bit, which we're about to find out, and then left the truck there. I don't know how he got back. Well, he must have called somebody. Phones are working? And he left the keys? Yes. Well, wait, no, Travis probably uh, hotwired it. You think so? Well, he can hotwire a boat. Why can't he hotwire a Ford? Well, because <laughs> Fords are impossible. <laughs> little product placement there. They're, that was quite a scene. They're Ford tough. It was quite a scene where he drove up and all you saw was the Ford. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> someone, uh-huh. someone got a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Well, they've done that on The Walking Dead with, I think, uh, oh, sure. a Chevy. Or, oh, yeah. I think it was Chevy. I think so. Yeah, I couldn't quite figure out why. I don't understand. It's just how did he get back to the compound? Because it wasn't close. I don't think he walked. It wasn't close at all. You have that much money. You're not walking too much anyway. I don't know. I don't know. It's quite the vineyard they have. It is quite the vineyard. They come in and walk in and say people just working, not even caring. It's it's like it's a an isolated world, untouched, untouched by. The fall that's happening around them. And that's well, what seemingly untouched. Yeah, seemingly. <laughs> Little do we know, hidden in the bowels. Oh, Celia. <laughs> You're breaking my heart. <laughs> I mean, first time I saw her, and then this nurse ratchet looking character we got going on here, I was like, ah, there's something else going on here. House rules, no weapons. Why? Why don't you need weapons? And because Daniel makes a very <laughs> valid point. There's always a, always need, a need for, for weapons. weapons. That's right. Always. All, and so, and they all just give it up yeah. so easy. I'd be like, wait, 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 no. I I almost feel like that's another symbolic thing of God. I just need a break. Yeah, I don't want to deal with this do, anymore. Do you mean that I can just go sit down and take a break? I don't have to have this six shooter in my pocket. All I have to do is just lay this weapon down. Done. 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 But and but Daniel is the only sane one. He's like, I don't know you people. Strand says we should trust you, but I don't know you people. I want to keep my weapons just in case. There's no reason for me not to have it on me. I like how the the lady knew that he had more than just a knife. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. And she told him, he's like, you're welcome to keep it then. Uh, gracias. Outside. <laughs> but he gives it up? He does. Hmm. He. Do- I don't know. I'm not, I, there's just seems like there's a lot going on here, and they're being too trusting. Have they not learned anything in the past few encounters? Like, you can't trust anybody. Why are you all of a sudden trusting these people that you don't know? You didn't trust Strand for the longest time. So now I'm going to go ahead and trust these people Strand says I should trust because I want to. They're just... The, all logic has gone out the window. They're not thinking. Well, do you think it's that they're finally trusting Strand? Do you think that's the case here? <sighs> no. I don't think so. I think... I, think, I mean, he, he was going to try to get them in. And so to, he murdered to get them in. This is true. I don't know. I, I think... I don't, I don't think they should trust him yet. I don't think he's proven himself worthy. I think his motivation for getting home was still selfish and had nothing to do with saving or rescuing them. It just was to get him home. And if they happen to be there to tag along, great. Hmm. But I may be being unfair. Maybe I'm too harsh on old Victor. He seems like a halfway decent guy. Well, I don't think any of this any of his scenes in this episode would have worked without his backstory. 
This is true. Which we didn't really enjoy. Of but all the episodes, that's the one we liked, le- the liked the least. But I mean, when he meets up with, with Thomas, I mean, that was a very, it's very heart- heartfelt scene. And it yeah. was good. Well, I mean, and he it was good. He he was so sad. He's like, I wish I'd have, if I wish I could have gotten here sooner. Maybe I could have done something. Maybe I could have stopped it. And it, I feel for him. Yeah. Because you see that he really just wanted to get him home. Wanted to get home to be with Thomas. He didn't give a shit about anybody else. And it's not that he was being selfish, like I just talked about. He really there was only one person that he cared about, and that's where he was trying to get to. Which. It's noble. It is. It's noble. noble. You gotta. You, I mean, in this life, you you probably really should have that one relationship that is yeah. over and above all others. Now you shouldn't shit on and squash other people Never. just for the sake of yeah. protecting that. Uh, but you should guard it closely. You should. You should. You 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 should have that sense of jealousy that that's that's comes from i know this is going to sound counterintuitive but a a, a a jealousy that comes from a place of purity yeah do you, you understand what i'm saying does oh, that absolutely. make sense yeah i mean a lot i think a lot of times people use jealousy in a very negative connotation because a lot of times we uh we use it negatively mm-hmm. but i think that when you have that special relationship and if you're jealous for that person's time it's because you know together you are better and you're you know, so absolutely, yeah. Jealousy isn't always about envy or greed. No, it it no. can be. I'm I'm jealous, weird. and I guard <laughs> I guard time that I spend with certain people more than I do other people mm, because, mm-hmm. like you said, the relationship is different, and it's 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 just on a deeper, more intimate level than yeah. with other people. So his scene, like I said, his scenes wouldn't work without that backstory. So, and I think I had made that statement. It's like, I think further down the road, we're going to see how this was necessary to. Yes. And I'm glad they did because if they hadn't, it would would have have been like, I'm just going to skip this episode, whatever. If I ever rewatch this, this one will get skipped. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's something we have to be cognizant of. And that's a lot of the negative feedback that I see is that, ah, the writing is horrible. Uh, they're really not going anywhere and there's just too much filler. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not going to disagree with some of the <laughs> writing because this episode in particular had a couple of the a scenes. Couple of scenes like, oh my like, God. What the hell was that? Did you let your daughter write this? Um, I mean, your four year old? But you got to take the good with the bad. You know, you, well, that's life. Yeah. So you're telling a very long format story. You're going to have some episodes that don't work. And you're going to have individually, individually, yes. But when you put it all together, it makes sense. Now, I, I would even say that, hey, are we forgetting that there were like whole seasons of The Walking Dead that maybe didn't even need to exist? Sure, <laughs> everybody forgets that. So you know now that, and so and then people are going to want to throw away all of season six because of the ending with Negan. People are like this is nah, bullshit. I, yeah, and we, I don't know. I hope people don't do that. That that would be silly. That'd be foolish for sure. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I like this episode because I think one of the things uh, we should, I'll tell you what, I'll put a pin in that. Let's talk about this because this is too important. But then when he, the way he just walks into the room and leans against the door, yeah. I'm like, what? He's basically going, what? Yeah. That's exactly what he's posturing. Well, and then when he's like, you, you, you don't know what you saw. No, you, you, I know what I saw, Chris. I don't, don't, 
I know what I said. No, no. And I know what you're never getting. Don't be don't be spreading these lies, Alicia. <laughs> Just think what it'll do to our family if you spread this lie when you're confused about what you saw. And she's like, listen, motherfucker, I know what I saw. I was right there. Do, do you remember when you were a kid feeling that feeling when you screwed up and someone else knew and you were afraid they were going to tell and you begged them? Yeah, I mean, don't, he, don't, don't tell anybody because you're like, oh, this is going to screw me up so bad. Yeah. Of course, now I don't care. Yeah. Even but his who, posture, who, though. Who are you going to tell? Right. I don't care. Right. Yeah, I did it. Please. Yes. Get him on the phone. Yeah. Get him on the phone. What? What? I'll tell him myself. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> don't make me call your mom. Oh, please call my mom. <laughs> I wish you would. Why? But even his posture at first, he's he, like, hands in his mm, pockets mm-hmm. and then, you know, kind of shrugging yeah. his shoulders. Like, I'm, 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 no. you know, I had to, right? <laughs> no, I had to. No, he put his hands on her and, and he she threatened her. He absolutely did. He said, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't have to hurt anybody. I don't like the way he said that. Um, he said that I don't want to, but I will if I have oh, to. Oh, yeah. That's exactly how he said that. But kudos to Alicia because she's not having any of his crap. And that's why she she told she's like I felt th- he threatened me yeah and he absolutely did and that's not her. telling no that's because he's a real threat and right now a crazy oh. crazy teenage boy in this world with weapons around you don't need this no you don't need this I uh mm. Mm. and then it dovetails right into Nick and Celia which I don't understand you know. Okay, again, a little bit of bad writing here, but I, I like the scene overall. I don't like the way she calls him Nicholas. Mm. Nicholas. That just kind of <laughs> just kind of irked me. Did it? I'm like, his name is Nick. Just call him Nick. He told you his name was Nick. Why don't you call him Nick? That's like when I tell people, hey, my name is JD, and they're like, well, I'm just going to call you Jay Dizzle. I'm like, no, you're absolutely <laughs> no. not. No. No, that's not what I'm saying. I did not authorize you to call me anything other than what I told you. My name is. Oh, that, the, yeah. If someone immediately gives you a nickname, like, nope, that's not okay. And you can't give yourself a nickname. No. Unless you're Shaq. Yes. Because apparently when you're. The big Aristotle. It, that, that's not the only name. That's the worst one, though. Oh, Shaq, Shaq Fu. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Shazam. Yeah, oh, God. Kazam. Kazam. Oh, no, Kazam. Kazam. <laughs> And he opens up to her rather quickly. Well, she and flat out asked, this is the bad writing part that I could Posole. Stand. Yeah. Uh, Posole is delicious, by the way, if you've never had it. Oh, my gosh. The traditional recipe for that is... Oh, uh, so good, is uh, what it is. Is uh, human flesh. Anyway, look it up. My point? Look it exactly. up. Exactly. Look it up. Nick, uh, Frank Delane... Oh, I can't believe I remembered his name. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I'm in awe. His acting in this episode I thought was great. Yes. Even despite some of the material. But what I had a little bit of trouble with is he just flat out is asking her, they're not really. That's later. Oh, that's the later? Yeah. Oh, not this. Oh, this is the one where. You could have told me that sooner. I didn't know what you were going for. You're supposed to read my mind. This is the one where he says, <laughs> I'm just tired of it. Yes, thank you. Okay. And tired of what? Tired of all the killing. And he said, he called it killing, which he's not the reason they're dead. He's not killing them. He's protecting himself. And that's that's when it's, you first start to see the doubt that they have about what is actually happening. Well, okay, but there's some other stuff at work here. And I would actually say that again, the, the, the psalm 
ties into this because mm-hmm. the psalmist is writing from a place of being depressed and, and it's about desperate and desperate and yeah. depression. And I think that this is something that he's going to be prone to. I think that, uh, I was, uh, I was tweeting with the, uh, uh, James earlier. Yeah. Uh, th- this concept of, uh, Nick is due for a relapse soon. And I, and I don't disagree. I think that that's something on the horizon for him because he needs a respite from reality. And I think that he may fall back into that trap. Are you saying because they're in Mexico, he's going to have access? <laughs> well, they're going to go down to Colombia and he's going to be in hog heaven. He's <laughs> like, what? What? They grow this? They grow, they grow this? this here? I can get cocaine and coffee. What? what? I'm just. It's gonna. He's gonna Scrooge and McDuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. White as a ghost. Don't stop until you're numb. Just go. Oh man. This uh, scene. What did you think? Yeah. This I thought was actually a well-written scene. Yeah. Oh, Daniel and Celia. They're, they're quite. They're quite equal combatants on the so. opposite side of the chessboard. And so when Daniel was like, "I'm sorry for your loss," and she said. You didn't Why? shoot him in the head, right? No. Well, then he'll find his way back. And you're like, huh? What? What you, is going on here? Who is crazy? <laughs> these people, these people, these people don't have their, they're, they're not all there. Right. So there's been a lot of uh, parallels or comparisons yes. between Herschel and Celia. Yes. And uh, while I think on the surface, uh, you could say, makes sense. Mm-hmm. But let's not let's not make the mistake. They are not the same. I think they Celia, are not the same. Celia is much more like a grown up version of Lizzie, because mm. Lizzie's like they're your friends. They're just normal people. They just want to play to the point where she murdered her sister to show that hey, they're fine. They're normal. It's all good. It's cool. Crazy. Water's fine. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, uh, Herschel just wanted to legitimately help people he he wasn't ready to say goodbye to those people and he thought they were savable yes she on the other hand says this is what's next we are all heading to this place the dead have been walking among us for forever now it's just that we can see them and you're like madison even goes that's a really big difference she's just a little crazy so what do you think about madison's introduction to thomas she's fierce (laughs) <laughs> I, I got kind of the feeling that Strand didn't really want her to be there. I don't think he wanted anybody to be there. No, that's his time. Yeah. We, you know, having time. never lost someone that close to me, mm-hmm. like, you know, a significant other, mm-hmm. I can, I would be very jealous of that time. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you, yes. Hours left. Yes. Hour, leave us alone. Right. I want to spend every moment with this person and I don't want anybody here. So I get that. Yeah. I get his attitude for sure. But Thomas was very welcoming. Well, because he, he to meet her. He's trying to provide for him. He's mm-hmm. like, I, I want you to take care of Victor when I'm gone because someone needs to. Make him a promise. Yeah. And which shows me that their relationship is is deeper than I originally thought for yeah. sure. It it's just I don't know. I was really surprised by that whole interaction between the two of them. Hmm. And I don't, I don't know, but I think Madison, Madison didn't promise. She didn't she make didn't. the promise. Uh, what did she say? Uh, He's not going to make it easy. He's not going to make it easy. Why do you think I'm asking you? You, which is smart. When you know, but the polite thing would have been the the dude is dying. Just say no problem. I got you. Yeah, I got you covered. 
I, you know, Madison, she's tough, but she's just... She's a little wishy-washy. Emotionally unavailable is what I would <laughs> label they're, her. They're not in a car in the garage. Are you not here? Where, Where are, are you? you? Where are you? Because you need to be here. And then Ophelia and Daniel, something's going on with him. He doesn't want to eat. And he's just staring out into... I, I think he didn't want to eat because... With her. Yes. Yes. He knows something is something is not right. But then he why would he let his daughter eat then? I don't know that. I think but he's still trying to process I think the whole he thing. just wanted to not be in the woman's presence. Yeah. And but he did say it's good that Ophelia wants to eat. That means the infection's going away. I totally yeah. agree with that because I am a licensed physician. <laughs> uh <laughs> maybe you should do a podcast about that then. That's right. A call in show. Ooh. WebMD. Dr. Love. That would be the best podcast ever. Would, would it? Yeah. Call in with your symptoms and we'll WebMD them and then tell you the spectrum. Like, you either have um, a cold or syphilis. So, uh, uh, right. Uh, <laughs> it could be either. That's right. Didn't, Maybe you should go to a doctor. Uh, didn't, didn't Capone have syphilis? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure he did. I think he did. I think that's what he died from. Oh, that would be a bitch. Oh, that would be awful. Okay, so here's our second, or excuse me, our least favorite written. This is uh, maybe the worst exchange written. This didn't make any series. sense. I try. I've tried really hard. I went back and watched it again to try and just piece this it together. Scene yes, of Travis and Madison because it didn't make sense, <laughs> and it still doesn't make sense. Well, she's confronting Travis about Chris because she went to Alicia. Alicia spilled the beans. Chris threatened her. He did. And so she should be going having a conversation with Travis, but it devolves into this weird mess. And maybe the point of it was for them to show how they're not even because, okay, maybe it is brilliantly dumb. No, no. Oh, hold on. Hear, hear me out. Yes, I agree. It okay. Wasn't okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. At the past there. <laughs> it's okay. Please, please, please provide your argument. Maybe the point was for they wanted to convey how far off the page they, they are from are each other from each other that they weren't listening to what each other was saying Cause because they said they, the same thing <laughs> they kept repeating the same thing and it was like as though they weren't you're not you're not hearing me you're not listening and I, so now now that I'm thinking about it is it possible that that I think you could have conveyed that in a better way I think the argument could have been right. a little more substantial I think it would have had more weight if they wouldn't have done it that way, yeah. but maybe that was the intent. I don't know. Either way, it didn't really work in my mind. Because Madison even <laughs> says, Chris needs help. And then like three sentences later, Travis says, Chris needs help. And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. That's and then Travis right. goes, what about me? I wouldn't help Nick all the time and you're not going to help me. No, I'm trying to help him. That's what I'm saying. He, and I'm just like, oh my God. This this could have been summed up in two sentences. Chris needs help. I agree. Got it. Cool. Let's move on. Sometimes our arguments don't make sense, though. Oh. Mine don't. M- mainly because I'm just trying to be calm enough to let the person vent. And are you done? Okay, now <laughs> let me inform you how you're wrong. Like that Kevin her. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> I laugh every time. Every time I hear yes. someone say, are you done? I'm about to shit on this bitch. Are you done? You done, right? You done. It's a, okay, can I go now? <laughs> but I mean, well, okay, but he had a point. Okay. And I think that- What was his point? The, the point ultimately is that he is trying to 
act as though they are a family unit and her kids are his kids. They're, yeah. and, and it's not that he, her kids are his kids. They're their kids. And he considers Alicia his as well. And I think, and he did have a point in saying that when Nick was in trouble and they needed to go find him, whose ass was out there looking for him. Yeah. And he was. And so from that standpoint, yes, he is right. I think, I think he's being, I think he's being completely blind to the fact that his son is a complete, is becoming a complete psychopath. Yes. And he's in over his head. He has no idea how to deal yeah, with him. He, I, 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 I my mind in my mind's eye, I see him dying to save Chris, and it'd be the worst thing. It'd be like the least heroic way of dying in the I mean, history of any of these. As series. a father, there's no other. There's no other way I'd rather go out than protecting my kids. That's I give him that credit, but the kid needs help. But I think I guess what I'm trying to yes, he does. But I think what I'm trying to say is he's going to end up doing something stupid. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in the name of protecting his son because he loves him and cares for him and he wants him to be okay, but he's going to be protecting him for something he shouldn't be protecting sure. him for is what I'm trying to say. I, I get what That's what I see happening. It's entirely possible. I feel, I feel it coming in my bones. Yeah. And the Travis and Madison relationship, I think is different because like Madison's kids, their father is gone and Travis's yeah. kids still had their mom. So for all we know, she took him out. Yeah, we don't know. So (laughs) I think Travis, (laughs) Travis is, is maybe more into the, these are my kids too, because I'm the only father figure they have versus Madison's like, Hey, the mom was just here. You just popped her in the head less than a week ago. I think more than anything, Travis just wants to play by the rules and the rules say that if we're going to be a family, we have to love each other unconditionally. Are those the rules? I'm, I'm, well, you would hope. I would hope so. Yeah. But it's almost like he's following – it's almost like he's got some book and he's trying to fall, follow everything to the letter of the law when the law has been changed. I'm not saying yes. the laws of love and family no, have changed, no, no. but the world has changed and people are screwed up and he's not willing to bend uh, and, and compromise when it comes to adapting to this new world. And we've seen how you deal with a psychopath in this world. You get rid of them. He's a liability. I mean, it's it's harsh and it's not fair, but I mean. He needs to be sequestered at a minimum. Yeah. Put him in the cage with the others. That's fine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's fine. So this Strand and Thomas, Thomas line was so great when Strand was like, I could go with you. How very Shakespearean of you. Mm. Shut up. Before I changed my mind. They're both classically trained actors. Uh, and they both have done excellent work. I think so as well. So It's a shame that... Uh, Strand, that was quite a gesture that Strand would make. And it was believable for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, mm. it, at first at first glance, you're like, oh, wow, that is really sweet. How romantic. And then you're like, no, 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 no. He's just saying this to make Thomas feel better in his final days, final hours. But it was it was quite a gesture. It's very noble. I don't know if it's the correct thing, but well, it's quite Shakespearean for sure. I think there's more nuance to it in the sense that he was he was saying that with the intention of because he wasn't he wasn't doing it to out of a self preservation thing. He's like, even though his intent was, I'm never going to do that. What, what value? <laughs> I'm going to lie to your face while you're dying. What, what, but what value would it be to the person that you love that's there dying in your arms to tell them that you're going to die too? Hey, that's cool. 
but I'm not doing that. And yeah. in that, in those last moments, and, but I'm not, I'm not saying that he was flat out that all that was an act because he wanted him to believe it. I feel as though he wanted to do that. He would want to, he, he really was more sad by the fact that he couldn't do that and that he would, he would be losing him and he was thinking about what it would be. Life would be afterwards. Yeah. Well, because so the people there was you no value, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there was no value in him believing that he wasn't going to go out. Sure, with him, I get right? that. I get that. But I mean, wh- how comforting would it be though if you're in your last moments and the here the person you care about the most is going to die too? That's tragic to think that. That's well, very Romeo and Juliet. Well, yeah, but I, I, I would never want someone to do that. No, 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 that, no. Like no, you, that's... you have way more to live for than me. I am not worth any of this. Flashback. Yeah, think of this Nick flashback. This is weird. Why are we doing this? Why? Why? There's that owl again. The owl, and I, I, I think it's when the when was the last time you were in the church? And he's like, I don't remember. Wait, wait. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, and that's why he flashed back. Yeah, uh, I loved his line when Ophelia <laughs> taking him down there. It's always like, Jesus. Exactly. When a girl doesn't tell you where she's taking you, always leads to Jesus. Always leads to Jesus. <laughs> It was like, yes, that is, that is, that is one of the best lines. (laughs) It was really funny. In the whole series. And she's like, I just need to talk to my mom. He's like, oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, And he was totally checked out. Um, He sure was. But instead of flashing back, he should have been contemplating all the dirty, dirty things they would be doing later. uh, Because Ophelia (laughs) is putting out the vibe like, hey. Dude. If she is inviting him into this inner circle, into this this opportunity to go for her to go, that's a very private thing. Oh, when I, when we were kids in youth group, they mm-hmm. they, they were like, if you're dating, don't Uh-oh. pray together, just the two of you, Uh-oh. because it's going to lead to fucking. Basically, <laughs> I'm like, what? That's a huge leap. <laughs> like, what? You're going to go from praying to oh, I'm like, what happened? We were praying and we just fell into each other naked, and all of a sudden we're having sex. I'm just like, what? 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 Two plus two does not equal 18. I gotta start praying more. (laughs) There's a lot of things on the checklist that that should happen in between. Hmm. That just made me think of that. Just totally made me think of that. It just cracked me up. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. So Daniel. He's so shit, so tricksy. He follows the, uh, the. what do you think about the boy dumping the dog down the uh, chute there? Uh, I guess I to feed those monstrosities. I don't even know. <laughs> That's not okay. What, what did that dog do? <laughs> Poor puppy. Why do they need to eat though? I don't. I don't know. I don't think they understand. Clearly, clearly, that nothing has ever been more evident ever. And than, I guess in that ho- statement, and I guess a horse wouldn't fit down that chute. But you know, what's wrong with people? Uh, <laughs> Soil and green, right? That's right. Uh, I'm trying to figure out why Daniel didn't hear the zombies until he came around the corner. It's like, cause I know. that's the way zombies work. You can't hear them until you see them. It must've been the acoustics in the room. Right. In this big echoey tile chamber. Exactly. <laughs> cause they were already riled up cause the boy was standing there talking to him. That's where they do the violin recitals and it just sounds really good in, <laughs> in the atrium, but it doesn't carry outside mm, to no. distract the workers. 
Acoustics can be weird things. Oh, weird. This is true, but no, that was ridiculous. So he goes and confronts Celia. And he calls her out. He's like, you he, crazy beast. You, cra- <laughs> you, you killed you killed all of those in the church. And she's like, no, no, no. I didn't kill them. You did. And he's like, no. What? <laughs> Erroneous. So she doesn't consider them dead until you, until they turn and you. Until you kill the brain. Until you kill the brain. What What is going but on? But I didn't understand her, her motivation. I, I do now. But her motivation for killing them all was to make them walkers because they were going and killing all the other walkers. Like if you're going to take was up saving them, she was saving them from their souls, from eternal damnation, from all the murders that they were committing. Countless murders. I, I don't, I, mm. speaking of leaps in logic, <laughs> how do you, how do you get there? But I, I, I like the idea and I, and I hope that they explore this next week this is a very this is this is a good opportunity to get into some deep cultish type stuff. Yes, however, it's terrifying because essentially they're setting up Celia to be a villain. She is a villain. Yeah, I think next week is going to set up because next week is the mid season finale. It's going to be setting up Strand and Daniel. I think they're going to team up. Against Cecilia. I think they have to. I think Cecilia is going to get some people from the group on her side. Like Nick? Like Nick. It's very impressionable because the enlightened are. Nick, and I bet uh, Chris would join that side just because he's crazy. And I think things are going to get ugly. Like it's going to be family v. family. Interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see it, but she's crazy. Bat shit crazy. Hmm. Interesting. And then... Poisoning their little wafers? Come on now. Come on now. How yeah, is that not I, sacred? If you're with what you claim to believe in the things that you're praying and praying for, you're going to poison the sacred body of Christ. I'm just like, what, what, what are we doing? Yeah. And it's interesting because I think in that, especially in that region, they, there, it's not, yes, it's Roman Catholicism, but it's more, uh, There's more of a, uh, I guess, Aztec and Mayan type traditions that are woven into Catholicism. It is an interesting blend. It's a fusion. It is a fusion. It's not um, because I I feel like Celia embodies the the character of, uh, I guess it would be Centum Murte. Oh, death. Yeah, and there are this this goddess uh, of the underworld. Well, if you even look at like the Day of the Dead stuff, mm-hmm. you know that stuff yeah. is a little it's a little out there. I mean, it's, it's cool. Oh no, absolutely. And, I mean the the costumes and the art that come out of Day of the Dead. Oh, I think fantastic. It's, it's, but I think she in, in pretty much in in this series is the embodiment of this this she entity. Death. She's death. I, I but but in that. In that context, death is not – it's not the death that we would think of right. from from our culture, which is something that comes to basically remove you from this plane. This Santa Merte is yeah. more of a uh, – someone that is – helping you pass to mm-hmm. from the next, this, from, yeah. like she said, the dead walk the, among us, the next level or yeah. the next thing. And so it's, it's less about you just are 
dead now and people cry. It's like, no, you're, we're, we're progressing here. I mean, so these I'm helping people, you. These people are closer to the next stage than we are. Correct. Uh. And so I feel like she feels like she's doing good. Well, I mean, most people that are crazy, like the crazy serial killer, because I mean, mass murder is what she basically is now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, I guess they can sometimes convince themselves that they're doing good, even though they're not. But I don't know. I've never been one or met one. So yeah, <laughs> you never know. You never know who you're going to cross paths with. I love her exchange with Strand. She basically is showing like she has feelings for him, but I don't really believe it. I think she's just tolerating him because of his relationship with Thomas. And she knows what they meant to each other. Um, and I love that he, 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 he says, I'm aware of how yeah. you feel about me. <laughs> I never thought you were good enough. For, yeah. Yeah. I'm I know. Aware. <laughs> and, and then she's, and yeah, I think it's a very beautiful thing that you're doing going out this way and moving on to the next world. How long will it take? Oh, not long. <laughs> not long. Yeah, man. She knows her stuff. She, I don't, That's it makes spooky. <laughs> do, do, do you think she's done this before? Well, clearly, but. Even before the parishioners. That's what I mean. Who did she kill before? She had to have this knowledge. Almost, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And so, okay, Nick. So you have returned to me, Nicholas. Oh, shut up. Um, Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. (laughs) With the patron saint of whatever. I don't know. And so he sits in. I don't know how he made this leap. Like. We've seen little hints of him questioning what they're doing and why they're doing it, but that, I mean that is a huge jump, right? Isn't it? Or did it, it felt kind of abrupt to me that he's like, "They're not dead, are they?" And she's like, "No, no, no, they are not." I'm like, "What? What? How, I, how, did, how did you go from here to there?" Yeah, I mean, I'm a little confused as to why he's asking that question. I guess is really essentially what you're getting at because yes, the, the leap is why. Why are you asking that question when yeah. you know the answer? Yeah, but you, you do. You he. There's no way they don't know the real answer. But honestly, let's think about this for a second. If there, if you die and you come back, that's not natural. No, that's not. That's not part of the natural known world that we knew up until this point. And everything, so, and like you're gone. Everything about you as a person, your humanity is gone. You were just a, a, what is the right word? Mindless. Uh, mindless, yes. Uh, 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 of single purpose. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so if it's not part of the natural world that we know, and this I think is actually something that's make that's setting Fear the Walking Dead apart from walk, the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. is I really feel like they're introducing, especially this season, this element of the supernatural. Oh yeah, you know, and I, I like that. I think that's one of the things that kind of pulls me in closer and is having me hang on more because we're exploring this element of people's perception of what went down. It is a, it what? is of a supernatural type um, yeah. thing because all a, you see is Father Gabriel in this, in the other one, mm-hmm. in this one, they're all 
you see like the faith and different religions kind of all trying to grasp what's happening. Well, in The Walking Dead, it's just almost like, oh, people are people die, they come back, and we got to keep them from getting us first. Yeah. And, oh, we're going to take out other people before they get us too. But there's not a whole lot of thought as to naturally, how would this really work? Right. Uh, because you need to think about that. You do. It's like, but this, everything I've known up to this point now goes out the window. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like magic. I, I don't have enough information to explain how it works. So I have to take that leap of faith to say, I see it happening. I just don't know how it's possible. How so can I reconcile this? Yeah. And right now you can't reconcile no. it. So if you have faith, you start to believe it's some sort of supernatural thing. Yeah. And then Chris, Chris, what the hell is what, he doing? Why? I mean, there's no way he can pass it off as, oh, I just saw this knife and I wanted to hold it in your room while I'm watching you sleep. No. But he called out to Alicia. What was he going to do? Before he went and picked up Why? What do you think he wanted to do? I don't know. I See, there's no reason for him to be in there. Maybe he needed to talk to her some more. Uh, maybe, but I mean, there's no reason for him to be in there because they hadn't worked out. Hey, this, you know, even though I threatened you, that's not going to hurt this other thing that we I got mean, going on. You right? know, you know, because <laughs> this is about we we drank we, we drank a bunch of champagne that one time and got all dressed up. So I mean, we're gonna. We're, I mean, I'm still gonna go hit it out here behind the outhouse, right? right? We said we were gonna meet at the fountain, <laughs> so I don't I don't know why you're not there. Um, I don't know why. Uh, okay, so first things first. Why was there a knife? In the room, that, that's I Where, think, Where's the weapon? I think that's. It looked like a kitchen knife, so, so I'm assuming Madison just grabbed it for protection. So, but it shouldn't be on the nightstand. Correct. If you're if you're having it for protection, it needs to be under your pillow or in your hand. It needs to be under your pillow with your hand on it, pillow on top. So yes. then let's think this through. Then if Chris comes in there, he didn't see the knife immediately. I don't think he went in there to get the knife because no. if he was going to go get a knife, why didn't he also go to the kitchen? Right. Okay. So that said, I don't think his intent was to go in there to get a knife because I don't think he knew it was in there until he got in there sure. and then saw it because but, he picked it up. And then when they hear the gunshot, he's looking at it and they wake up and they yell at him and he's like, Oh, and then it dawned on him. Oh shit. They're awake and they see me holding a knife. Okay. I don't. I don't. That I'm still trying to figure out why he was yeah, there. It doesn't change the fact that there was no reason for him to be in the room. No, he, I understand. He that. must have known something was up when Madison was sleeping with Alicia and Travis was in the room with him. Like he's not stupid. I, I think this goes back to the way they're filming it is giving us that ambu- ambiguity in the sense that. What if, what if it is possible that he's just completely misunderstood? I don't believe, again, I don't believe that, but they're painting this picture of that being a possibility. Sure. Two scenes in particular, this one and the- The Madison scene or uh, the one with Alicia? Oh, I'm sorry. This, the the one where he froze with Madison, that was clear. Yeah. He wanted to- Oh, you're talking with Jesse. Reed, Reed, Reed. In the previous episode, yeah, okay. those two in particular, you know they didn't to, show buddy. us exactly what happened in the context around that. I, so I, they're painting this this picture that could be interpreted, could possibly inter- be interpreted another way. Again, I don't believe it. I think that he's a psychopath, and I think at this point, even if he wanted to get himself out of trouble, he's not doing himself any favors. Yeah, so he, he's, this he's is making, irreconcilable. He's making. 
bad situation worse by the crap he's pulling. Yeah, I mean, going into her room, holding a knife, and just sitting there watching them sleep, there's no really good way to explain that away. I happened to, I'd taken a, a, an evening stroll and happened to pass along your room and wanted to sit here and watch over you to make sure you were safe while creepily holding a knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another yeah. thing that's possible is that since it was Alicia's room, it's possible that he didn't know that Madison would be in there. Still shouldn't have been in there for just Alicia. I think, I, oh, I agree. I mean, that's even worse. I think if you go in there and you see that Madison's there. You leave. Crawfish. Yeah. Get out of there. Get out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah. But he's dumb. Like, but he's dumb. Nope. And he's he is a, slowly he's, back out of the room. He is. I, and I've known some dumb teenagers, but this kid has got to be the dumbest teenager in the history of teenagers. I would agree. Probably not, though. That's not true. I mean, <laughs> and I had high hopes for his character after they were on the island, and he started clearing the zombies, and I was thinking maybe he was going to mature a little bit, and then, doom, nosedive. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of characters this episode took it. Like, Nick, that's really regressing. Alicia did a good job, but Travis, the whole scene with him and Madison, where he's like, where have you been? Why aren't you with me? It just feels like he he needs too much from her at this point because she's given him all that she has and it's not like she's ignoring him or neglecting him. She's doing what she can to try and take care of everybody. So I don't understand. I feel like, I feel like we're going to lose somebody next episode. I hope so. What, who do you vote for? <laughs> well, if I had my brothers, <laughs> okay, Chris, I got it. <laughs> if I had my brothers, it would be Chris. I don't think we're going to lose Travis or anybody yet. Um, I think Daniel has a good chance to go. Um, I think he, he's because he's so opposed to Celia and she's devious and proven she's not afraid to kill. I think he's definitely a possibility. Strand, I think, is a possibility too. No, he'll make it into the second half of the season. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, he's murdering Thomas in her eyes. Mm, that's not going to sit well with anybody. Well, okay. And that's another thing that we didn't touch on yet. Uh, Celia is not going to be happy. No, that Thomas took is a officially dead to the head. I mean, he well, no, yeah, he's officially dead in her book. Yeah, she is just weird. Strand murdered him. <laughs> Strand murdered him by shooting him in the head, according to her yes. rules. Yes, but he did what he knew he had to do. Yeah, because he could. And I don't disagree with him. No, this is what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. You in this hold world. it. You hold them, and you were there until the end, and then you got to handle and it. You, it's right because you do, you don't want to see what's next, and you don't want someone that you love to turn and right. become something that it just it would just make the emotions that much harder. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting because two things: he's murdered Thomas, murdered. and he didn't. Uh, he didn't take. He the didn't. Pill. He didn't take the. He didn't drink the Kool Aid. You know, he didn't. She's not going to be happy. No, she's not. It's no good. I'm excited (laughs) for next week. Um, Like, I I feel like there's finally pieces in place. They're off the boat, and there's a a definite villain that they have to mm -hmm, face. mm -hmm. I think it'll be a good episode, and I hope that it's going to be a good mid-season finale where we're, like, ready for the second half of the season. Like, okay, all the pieces are in place. We've got a conflict or something brewing. What's next? Yeah, I think they've set it up nicely. Yeah. Uh, whether whether you agree with their choices and the writing and the story that they told so far, I feel like they've set up for a great mid-season 
finale. And that is my hope. Mine too. And if not, Preacher's on right after. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Immediately after. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be a long night. Immediately after. Hey, but you don't have Once Upon a Time to watch, so... Oh gosh, that was. Ooh, I heard. Man. I heard. I heard some things. That's some stuff. I'm looking forward to that episode. That is gonna be. It's gonna be good. I'm. I'm, I'm, be good. I'm looking forward to it. It really gets me excited for the next season. Uh, yeah, some, some stuff going going down that uh, I've wanted for a really long time. So it's gonna be fun yeah. to talk about. Exciting. So. Speaking of talking about stuff, we got people talking about us. What yeah. Is, what are they saying? We got, got some, some reviews, more... which is yeah. very kind of y'all. We appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. It's nice to read what, nice things about yourself. What do they say? I have no iPhone. Well, I have no access to this information. Nobody's perfect. All right. This one is called Finally. That's oh, the name of the review. Is, Finally. We got a review from Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> to the millions. And millions in Gisborne. Um, finally, <laughs> an entertaining Fear the Walking Dead podcast. What? Whoa. Whoa. Are you sure they left a review for the right podcast? Yeah. I'm really enjoying listening <laughs> to you guys. I downloaded a bunch of them, and now I am down to just two, mostly because the other ones were just miserable talking about the show, so it just became a pain to listen to them, the other podcasts. Oh, okay. About, not ours. I don't get it. Why well, talk about something that you hate? I that, I can understand that. That is the most valid point made today. <laughs> Points. <laughs> anyway, I'm enjoying the show, and I really like listening to you guys at work. <clears throat> Who left that? You are hilarious and oh. bring up good things I would have never thought about. Keep up the oh. good work, guys. Edna from L.A. Oh. Thank you, Edna. That I means a lot to that. us. No capes. No capes. <laughs> Edna Moes. <laughs> and guest. So yeah, that that was very nice. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. We try, yeah. um, even when we do hate it, we try to talk about things that are positive. Yes, and when we can't think of anything positive, we, it's a shorter episode. Boy, for that and par- <laughs> yeah, boy, by about a- twenty or thirty minutes. <laughs> and, huh. All right, next one. Oh, another one. Yeah. What? Just subscribed. My new favorite Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead podcast. So happy to find this podcast. I listened to multiple other podcasts in search of finding a fun TWD, FTWD recap show. And this by far is my favorite. What? The commentary is insightful. Well, thank you. Well, That's very kind of you. We take notes. And most of all, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. I, I, they must be talking about you. And then hilarity ensued. Um, <laughs> the hosts also seem like good buddies and play off each other's jokes really well. Oh, no. We're just good actors. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really like each other at all. I really love it. I'm cracking up the whole time. Good job, guys. Keep it up. I hope more people discover this podcast. That was T. Holden. Well, thank you, T. I hope more people discover it, too. You know how they can do that? How? If you tell them about well, it. <laughs> word, of, word of mouth is our biggest... Uh, seller yeah uh which is why reviews help people read the reviews and be, hey people actually listen and like this show awesome yeah so hey all kidding aside because i felt like i felt like i was being a little disingenuous there no i, I wasn't and i didn't mean that i honestly okay so i have a problem with compliments I really, really do. I do, I do as And well. I get a little awkward when someone compliments me because I really don't know what to say. You're always a little awkward. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. Um, but, and I know it probably gets a little tiresome 
saying thank you mm-hmm. and and saying that you're uh, appreciative. Sure. Uh, but I don't care because I am appreciative yeah. and thank you. And there's no other way to say yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, it, I think I feel like we just move on at that point because I don't know yeah. what else to say other than thank you. Yeah. We appreciate the support, and we appreciate you allowing us into your ear holes. Yes, because I promise you, when we started, we never thought we would get anybody ever saying that they liked our show. Yeah, I, I, I know I felt that way. And to say that you listen to us and some of the other shows aren't half as good. You're right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, but that means a lot. Uh, it really does. Because we, we just talk about what we enjoy and yeah. you know, it's you just us having a conversation. You can't help what you like. That's true. God, it's getting hot in here. I need to stop. Are you sweating? It's getting hot under mm-hmm. the collar. Well, I don't know why. No, well, next time, don't wear pants. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants now. Oh, well, <laughs> I hadn't noticed. Thank you for sharing. Uh, so we, next week, get ready. Mid-season finale. You're going to get so much beer the end cast. You're going to get week. a bonus episode next you week. You are. Because we're... Uh, I was really thinking that Preacher was going to be the following week, but you I know, guess... AMC was like, Josh and JD are talking about this. F those guys. <laughs> We want to hear your thoughts on this episode. We want to hear your thoughts on what you think is going to happen in the mid-season finale. Yeah. I think there's a lot. There's, there's. A, I don't know what's going to happen, and that's what excites me. Is there's a lot of different directions this can go in. We have no context. I don't know what's going to happen next. It's fun to speculate, though. So if you could uh, give us a shout on Twitter at fearenthcast mm-hmm. or shoot us an email fear at nthcast.com we'd appreciate it we, we, sure we love to share your thoughts and questions and uh well we just love to theories. hear what you guys think because yeah. it gives us something to think about because we're not perfect absolutely but at the end of the day you got to remember there's really only one thing we need to focus on one thing and that's fight the dead and fear the nth cast